0: You are wonderful. Thank you. I've worked hard to become so. I admit it. You are better than I am. Then why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed.
1: Clang-clang. Ha-ha! You are amazing.
0: I ought to be after twenty
1: years. There's something I ought to tell you. Tell me. I am not left-handed either. The Princess Bride.
0: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Leigh Hull. And I'm Leigh The question we are covering today comes from Michaela. Thank you again for this other wonderful question. It is, how do I write a story with a plot twist
1: and without? And, of course, we couldn't resist any opportunity to quote The Princess Bride. We wanted to talk not just about that final plot twist at the end, but small plot twists within a scene that keep the momentum moving.
0: When it comes to a plot twist, the best thing you can do is lay the groundwork for it. If you aren't laying the groundwork for it because you don't know that it's going to happen, then it often disappoints the reader, which is why we suggest for those panzers to do that heavy rewrite. That is what a plot twist is. It's not actually a change in anything. It is an explanation of things that are already there. It frames everything into a different perspective that you didn't have before, but everything still makes sense.
1: So if you think of your favorite plot twist throughout history, if the rewatch of that movie wasn't as enjoyable as the first time around, it was not a good plot twist. That plot twist wasn't about, oh, by the way, it was an explanation of these weird things that we saw that we didn't quite understand yet. These kind of moments where, what, what just happened? I don't understand. The plot twist explains those things so that the entire story becomes a different one than you thought you were being told. You do need to beware of the bait and switch.
0: If you have set up for a different ending, and then you throw in a plot twist that doesn't make sense, it is unsatisfactory and rather a big disappointment or turnoff for the readers.
1: If you haven't planned it ahead of time, then it's fairly easy to tell as a reader that you didn't plan it ahead of time.
0: And that's really something that a lot of authors, especially new authors, fall into is Throwing in these bait-and-switch plot twists because they don't want to feel predictable. They want their story to feel original and different. But if it's not done with the correct groundwork, then it doesn't work. It feels like a betrayal rather than, ooh, this was unpredictable. It can still be unpredictable when you lay that groundwork if you do it right. Brandon Sanderson, I think, is a great example of this of writing plot twists, where you look back during a reread and go, oh, I missed all of these clues towards that plot twist. It suddenly makes so much more
1: sense. Let's take a closer look at those clues for a moment. There are some ways that you can wield these clues to make your storytelling better. And one of the first things I want to bring up is how subtle or obvious the clue is. So your goal is for the reader to figure out the plot twist within the same chapter that you, the author, reveal it. Obviously not every reader is going to be the same, but that's going to be the most enjoyment for your readers.
0: So to get there, you need clues along the way that they can follow, that they can pick up on. Some clues are going to be more obvious than others. If you do have an obvious clue, You need to give it a reason or an alternate reasonable explanation.
1: So if the murder victim was killed with an awl, which is a woodworking tool, it's hard to spell it on a podcast, okay? (laughs) And we find an awl with blood on the handle in suspect A's office and he's like no i teach underprivileged children woodworking and i cut myself in my hand that it's my own blood on the all okay so we have this clue that was then kind of explained and those explanations can be totally legitimate
0: having an all if you're teaching you know underprivileged kids it doesn't change the fact that it very well could be a murder weapon but there is another reasonable reason why he has this blood-covered all?
1: So, one thing you can do to make a clue more subtle is to excuse it, even though the explanation doesn't necessarily negate the information in the clue that you've given. Another way to make a clue more subtle is to bury it. When you bury a clue, you are putting
0: it in a section with a lot of other information. And it's all good information for the reader to have, but sometimes it is difficult to point out and say, yes,
1: this is it. Another way to bury a clue is to change the timing of how you reveal information. So instead of knowing as you're going in to talk to the woodworker that the murder weapon was an all, show the bloody all and then later on reveal that there was that all. And the more time you put between those two, the more subtle the clue is. So as you're changing and playing with the timing of the information you're revealing, that can also influence how subtle the clues are.
0: As you're building towards the plot twist, the closer you get to the twist, the less subtle all of your clues will become. So if you are finally revealing the connection to the bloody all, that needs to happen fairly late. Those larger clues that were definitely give away the information or really connect those last pieces, you always want those as close to the reveal as possible. We want the readers to find out to make that connection in that chapter where it's revealed just slightly before it is, and that takes a lot of work.
1: And you're not only doing this with the subtlety or lack thereof as you get closer to the twist, you're also doing this with the timing, the spacing between the clues that you're putting. So you want them more frequent the closer you get to that twist. Spacing them out in the beginning makes it feel like you kind of have to hunt for them. And as you're doing it closer and closer to the twist, they're collecting more and more information. They've built theories and you want them to eventually land where you've guided them.
0: The other thing to remember is that clues will naturally be more obvious to you than to your readers, and especially to your characters. So you can put in some fairly obvious clues that they won't really connect yet. If you have a question about how obvious your clues are, if they're too obvious, if they're too subtle, this is where you lean on your beta readers and your editors, Because you can ask them, after they do their read, you can point out those clues and be like, okay, how did you feel about the twist? Did it feel natural, all the clues? Was anything too big or too obvious? Was anything too subtle? So we've talked about this a little bit with the readers. Your readers should put it all together right before you spring the reveal, before you spring that plot twist. Because it makes the reader feel like all of their time and attention was worth it, that it paid off. Because right before they were able to puzzle it together, and that is an awesome feeling as a reader.
1: It also lends credibility to the twist that you've built in. If your readers figure it out ahead of time, not only are they having fun, but they believe the twist that you've given them. Because they figured it out on their own first, there's enough evidence to make it believable.
0: Now, we mentioned this at the beginning. Plot twists don't only have to be a big reveal towards the end of the book. It doesn't have to be a whole plot arc plot twist. You can have small twists within scenes that keep it compelling, that keep it going. Great places to include these would be in arguments
1: or fights of some kind. I especially love doing this in combat like we saw in The Princess Bride. That kind of plot twist makes everything in the combat more interesting, especially if your readers aren't as martially efficient as some of us. Other places where you can
0: look to include scene plot twists would be any time where the stakes are directly related to that moment. If there is a part of your book where there is going to be an immediate payoff for whatever is happening, those are good places for plot twists.
1: But remember that not every story demands a plot twist. Sometimes the satisfaction is in the struggle, not necessarily the reveal. For the most part, I don't write a lot of plot twists, especially if I want something to be read very quickly, which tends to be my style. The less time the reader is spending pondering and thinking, the less time that they're going to spend on the book. They're going to read it faster. They're going to enjoy it more.
0: I think of all of the romance novels and romance stories out there. You look at any Hallmark movie and there are lots of books where people read them. They enjoy them so much, even though they may be formulaic, even though there may be no plot twists whatsoever. Because they are looking for the happily ever after ending. Or they are looking for just a fun thrill read of action. They don't really care about the intricacies of a mystery or this big political scheme
1: that they're trying to puzzle out who's actually going for what. So maybe it's just me as a plotter, but I would say... You're best off at least deciding if you want a plot twist in the story. You might not know what it is, but you can still set those clues, those groundwork pieces down as you're writing. But start out with the idea of this one's going to have a plot twist. And this one's just going to be a straightforward story where the struggle is the story. Either way, they're both a blast to write. So I advise you to, at some point in your life, write both. But for now, whatever story that you're writing, make sure you write selfishly.
0: If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingrootsataspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.